This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 854. Should you speak the way you write? Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 50 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. Today, we get a meaty question from Takashi, who wonders if the top-heavy style of writing also works for English speaking. Find out the key takeaway to consider every time you write something or say something in English to connect. This podcast is sponsored by Indeed. As a business owner myself, I've learned that the most important key to success is having a great team, but it can be time consuming reading through tons of resumes. Need to hire a great candidate at your company? Why not eliminate the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so that you can connect with candidates faster. Just in the minute that I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. So join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash A-E-E. Just go to Indeed.com slash A-E-E right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash A-E-E. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Michelle, what's going on with you? Not too much, Lindsay. Not too much. How are you? Well, I have a little bit of a cold, a head cold, but I guess you can't tell, huh? You can't tell that I'm stuffed up? I can't hear it, Lindsay. I'm sorry you don't feel well, though. But no, I mean, you sound good to me. Yeah, I feel okay physically. Just a little head cold. No big deal. This kind of thing, this kind of stuff that catches up with us once in a while. (laughs) Especially in this time of year. Oh my gosh, the holidays are coming. (laughs) We're we're already in early December here. Thanksgiving has passed and this is crazy. It's crazy how the time's going. 2017 is is. almost done. Yeah, it's insane. (laughs) So Michelle, do you write? Do you do a lot of writing? Um, I, uh, I've taken like writing classes for fun because I guess that's, (laughs) I find it to be fun, but, uh, (laughs) I don't, I mean, since I'm not in school, I guess I don't do that much writing. Mostly emails, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, yeah, you're right. So I was in grad school about five years ago and I did writing all the time, but now I really don't do any kind of academic writing. I write text messages, I write emails Mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I, yeah, I guess I, I wonder, I guess p- people lose the skill of writing if they don't. Probably. Talk. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> sure you, it stays with you. It's like riding a bike, right? But yeah, um, but yeah, there are certain things that, you know, I guess you have to brush up on. Oh, yeah. I guess I write like the blog, the All Ears English blog. I do work on that once a week. So a little bit of writing here and there. But Michelle, would you say that you write the same way you speak? Um, it depends what I'm writing for, but if it's for academic, 
No. And, um, and even for some formal emails, no, but if I'm writing to a friend, uh, yes. Okay. So it's interesting that you just said that it depends who I'm writing to and what I'm writing for. That is going to be the key piece (laughs) for today's episode. (laughs) We don't need to do the episode now. (laughs) Goodbye. Thank you for listening to all of your things. That's it. No, (laughs) (laughs) but that's an important thing that you just said, right? It depends on the audience. Of course it does. So we have a great question from Takashi from Tokyo, my possibly my favorite city. Um, And you love Tokyo too, Michelle. I love Tokyo. So much. Love Japan. Oh okay, so we're gonna dive into it. We're gonna read the question. It is kind of a long question, so we're gonna we're gonna pair off here. We're gonna what's the word? Alternate. Alternate. Okay. So Michelle, do you want to start? Okay, I will. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> here we go. <clears throat> My name is Takashi. I live in Tokyo. I'm a regular listener of All Ears English podcast since the summer of 2014. The selection of topics and your rhythmical chats, oh, I like that, on the program are awesome, (laughs) keeping me motivated to develop my English skill. Actually, I'm feeling like it's getting better than, uh, better even than when I was in Scotland, um, three years ago. And I'm looking forward to the chance to meet you two to thank you face to face in the future. Oh, Mm -hmm. well, I look forward to it too. You want to go ahead, Lindsay? Sure. Yeah. Thank you for that compliment, Takashi. Very excited that you're a listener. So, Takashi, here's your question. Do you agree that native English speakers use simple and light words such as I, you, we, they, it, this, and that at the initial position of the sentence in conversation much more often than in written form? Michelle, you want to keep going for us? Sure. Okay. This is what an English conversation themed book published in Japan pointed out, which impressed me to start focusing on this aspect Every time I listen to native English speakers' conversations, of course, including your chats on the podcast. And I notice that it sure is true. I like that. <laughs> and works to avoid the top heavy sentence, uh, too. Yeah. In the case of Jap- uh, Japan, the teenagers are required to read many English texts regarding complicated topics, religion, politics, philosophy, etc., if they want to have the higher education. These topics are full of top-heavy sentences, which I assume aims at making it look noble and elegant. Also, most Japanese students have no chance to learn the difference between the written English and conversational English. These facts create the problem that many Japanese people tend to start English conversations with long and heavy words, Hmm. such as uh, spending your weekend just on shopping and chatting with your friends wastes time. I think this sounds, uh, just, just doesn't sound natural and makes it difficult for native speakers to understand what they mean. My opinion is that it should be like, I, uh, it would waste time if you spend your weekend just on shopping and chatting with your friends. Mm, All right, Lindsay, you want to finish it out? (laughs) It's a little bit long. We're almost done here. I believe that non-natives should have an opportunity to see the difference between written and verbal English, including what I mentioned here. What do you think? I'm really happy if you cover this topic in a future episode. Cheers to Kashi. Awesome. Okay. So I know that was a long question, but I think this is a really important topic, especially for our listeners. Okay. So at your level, guys, this is going to mean the difference between connection and not connection. That's why we're going through this long question and we're going to answer this question. Okay. Love it. Good question. Yeah. So where do we want to start here, Michelle? It's a juicy question. It is, it is. Well, so first of all, guys, yes, there is a difference between written and spoken English. And yes, Mm -hmm. it does affect how we start the sentence. And yes, guys, Mm -hmm. in Japan, right, Lindsay, what Mm -hmm. do you think about the textbooks? I mean, did you explore those? 
A little bit, yeah. I, I worked for a conversation language school, more of a corporation, so it wasn't like public school, so it was a little different. But yeah, you you might see written English translated into spoken English. Um, but the problem is it still sounds like spoken written English. So you, you sound like a dictionary. You sound like a Thoreau novel or something, and it doesn't help you connect. Okay, mm-hmm. it, that's the point. That's what it's about today. You need to be able to connect. That's what we believe is most important. You can sound brilliant. You can sound like a scholar, but who cares if you can't connect with the person in front of you? That's right. our philosophy. Okay, it's not right. everyone's philosophy, but it's what we believe here. All right. right. So today, Michelle, we're going to break this down. All right, for Takashi and for our listeners, we're going to give you guys the characteristics of spoken English and written English, okay? Because we want to give you broader skills than just answering the question directly. We want to show you guys how to know the difference so that you can start speaking the right way at the right time, okay? Right. So, Michelle, what are some of the characteristics of spoken English? So, spoken English is, uh, well, it has kind of a less a less of an emphasis on grammar. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that doesn't mean you can go around making tons of mistakes, right? It's not an excuse to make mistakes. But, you know, we've talked on this show about how, like, sometimes I'll just, like, change my thought in the middle of the sentence and the grammar form that I was going to use, I, I use the old one, so it ends up being wrong because I'm thinking something different than what I'm saying. <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> Does that make yeah, sense? sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then also, um, you know, in, uh, well, kind of like what you were saying, Lindsay, you're less prepared mm-hmm. when you're speaking, right? So exactly. you can have false starts, you can have unmatching grammar form- forms, right? So exactly what you said, right? That's right. So exactly. So that's the point. So um, we, we could start over, we could go in a different direction. So the grammar forms might not always match. Another characteristic is that it's informal and conversational. Usually, again, Although when we're giving a speech, it's not. So yeah, so that's another piece. So there's even different forms of spoken English too. Okay. Of course. Oh, yeah. The best way to make sure that this show will bring your English to the next level is to listen four days a week. Get in the habit. We publish every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So go ahead and hit subscribe right now to make sure that you hear from us four days a week. Thanks, guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then, mm-hmm. but in spoken English, sometimes there can we can have unfinished sentences, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or we could have interjections, like one word sentences like hey or oh or why, right? So right. little things that are thrown in there that you wouldn't see in written English. So how is, okay, so that's spoken English. Do you feel good about that, Michelle? Is there anything you want to add to that? I feel good about it. I feel, feel really good about, good about it. it. <laughs> She's feeling good. Okay. We feeling can keep going. good. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. So when it comes to written English, though, Michelle, I think it's really important. What What's the kind of specification we need to make here? I mean, what does it depend on? Like, we can't just say written English. That's too broad. Right, right. Um, well, it depends on what kind of writing you're doing. So like we said in the beginning, 
So, um, you know, are you writing for a blog or a marketing company, right? So if you're doing that, what kind of writing would it be, Lindsay? Well, I can tell you when I write the All Ears English blog, we often do one sentence paragraphs, one sentence paragraphs, like the one sentence is the paragraph. And then we skip a line, we move to the next paragraph. But you would never do that in an academic paper. So it's so different, right? It's quick, it's to the point. It's one word sentences, one sentence paragraphs, it's efficient and direct. Yes, yeah, exactly. All right, awesome. Yeah. So, so what, what else? That's gonna have- be different, like very different than if you are writing, uh, you know, if it's an academic paper written by a PhD student or, or a PhD or a researcher or, you know, then the sentences may be longer um, and they may mm-hmm. be more organized, right? What else, Lindsay? Yeah, I mean, in this case, you're getting like long sentences, you're building a case, you're providing evidence. And this is kind of the top heavy sentence, I think, that Takashi referred to. So, you know, we're going to talk about to answer your question a little bit more after, but most people are not going to speak in that kind of top heavy form because you're not building a case unless you're a lawyer, you're in a courtroom. But even then, you're going to be more direct and to the point. It's articulating something and spoken is different than written. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if you're writing for the IELTS exam, ah. again, uh, this is a wild card. We're going to throw it in there, guys. It's totally different from even from the academic rules. So a lot of people will go into IELTS thinking, well, I went to college. I, I passed writing. I know how to write academic writing. I can pass IELTS writing. Wrong. You can't. I mean, it's different. So there are all these special rules that only apply to IELTS writing. So if you guys want to know about that, you could go to IELTS.AllEarsEnglish.com and we talk about that for days. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for days. All right. So one final point, Michelle, anything else? All right. It's that in general, Good writing is concise, right? In English, it's less wordy and more punchy. Yeah, I think this is true. I mean, you know, if even in college writing, I mean, I guess, you know, I guess some of those academic journals that get published, they are really long. Do you remember reading those in school, Michelle? Yeah, sure. Sure. So I feel like they go by different rules, but generally good writing is short. It's to the point. It's direct in, in American English. Okay, mm-hmm. and that might not be the case in your language, because we've talked to Europeans who who have learned to write long and flowery sentences, and those are not effective here. Okay, in a right. general well, I mean, way. unless you're writing a novel, <laughs> unless you're writing a special uh, kind of novel, and then exactly. you got to find your voice, your own voice, right? And then right. the question comes like, what's my voice? What's my writing voice? You know, exactly, exactly. So, but yeah, if you're, I mean, I remember you know taking writing classes and having teachers delete things and just being like, this isn't relative, relative, Mm. relevant. This isn't, this is repetitive, right? So that's what this makes me think of. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. I love that. That's a good point. So this is such a big question, but let's try to answer Takashi's question directly. So he asked about the top heavy sentences. So let's take that question, that example he used. And what was the quote, Michelle? Okay. Uh, the quote was, uh, spending your weekend just on shopping and chatting with your friends wastes the time. Yeah. So, I mean, we could say that it's not wrong. You know, mm-hmm. to me, to me, it sounds a little more academic, sounds maybe like something you'd see in a newspaper. Um, I wouldn't say this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would, would you? I mean, it just feels like it takes a lot of work to say that sentence. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm imagining it in different, uh, like if I'm just talking to my friend and I'm like, 
Yeah, spending a year weekend just shopping and chatting with your friends mm-hmm. waste time. Like I could, I could see hear myself mm-hmm. saying it, but I would probably add in, you know, oh, do it, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't see why mm-hmm. I wouldn't say this personally. Spending your okay, if, so, if I'm yeah. saying it in a certain way, right? Imagine it like this. Yeah, I mean, Lindsay, just spending your weekend just on shopping and chatting with your friends mm-hmm. waste time. I mean, did that sound un- unnatural to you? Yeah, I mean, so I think it's I think it's possible to say that. I mean, what I might say to shorten it up is just a shortener. I might say something like it's a waste of time to spend your weekend chatting with friends, something like that. Just that Mm -hmm. ing at the beginning to me is a little bit top heavy and it takes a long time. But you're right. Like, I think you could say that. I think we could say it. I think what it's going to come down to today, guys, is who you're talking to and right. we are, are, you know, where where are you and what do you have time for? (laughs) Right. Uh, You know. And then our our listener Takashi suggested this phrase, it would waste time if you spend your weekend just on shopping and chatting with your friends. I mean, you know, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, um, I think that the beginning, uh, the beginning kind of throws me off. Mm, yeah. Um, I like it. I, I think it would sound better if you said it's a waste of time to spend your yeah. weekend chatting with friends. Right, Lindsay? I like that better. I like that better. Yeah. So in some ways, it comes down to personal style. Like I really like short kind of instructive phrases sometimes, especially on our blog, because we're teaching something like this. Don't spend your weekend chatting with friends because it wastes time. That's instructive. But obviously, you don't want to go around being instructive all the time. People will think you're bossy. (laughs) Right? Right? Right. Again, we're just showing you that it's not like... It's not, you don't have just two choices, Takashi. You have many choices, okay? And you're going to use different variations of this depending on where you're writing or where you're speaking. Right, right, true. How do you feel about flowery sentences, like long sentences? Um, Yeah, I don't like them. I don't like them even in... um even in a novel. I mean, that's just not my style. I don't like to read them. I sometimes, mm. you know, I, I get, I, my mind wanders. Yeah. Um, you know, there, you know, I guess in poetry or things like that when, you know, it's really, you know, it can be beautiful. But, um, yeah, I, I like just tell me what it is, you know? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, you know, the best way to show that you really understand something is not to explain it in a detailed and flowery way. It's to explain it in a simple way. Right. right. The best teachers can understand some, can explain something very simply and easily and quickly um, in very simple terms. That's a true display of understanding. So good writing is articulating in a punchy, concrete, simple way, at least in this country. Okay. So it might be different in your home country, guys. So this is where it's, you know, we got to know the differences. Yeah, for sure. That's a good point. Yeah. So what are the takeaways today? This has been a big chunk to bite off today, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what do we want to come away with today for our listeners? Well, guys, you know, just remember, don't speak uh, the way your native language writes. Mm-hmm. Right? That's probably the first thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And always know what is your goal, right? If you're writing, are you writing an academic paper? Are you writing a blog post or a sentimental letter, right? Mm-hmm. Or email, right? So that's going to determine your language choice. Exactly. And then once you've identified what your goal is, let's say there's something you do all the time, like do you write blog posts for a marketing company all the time? Um, then you want to consume a lot of similar uh, material to that. Then you want to you consume, like read a lot of blogs, marketing blogs, 
right? So, or if you're writing papers for a university in the US, read a lot of academic papers and you're going to start to mirror their style. It's all about genre, right? Here, this question is all about genre and, you know, different types of writing and reading and speaking rather. Sorry, writing and speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right, right, right. I like it. Yeah. So that's another example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to give a motivational speech in English, Right. Mm-hmm. Consume mm-hmm. podcasts from personal development coaches and yeah. mirror their style. Exactly. Like Tony Robbins or something. Like he's the first personal development coach that comes to my mind. If you're giving speeches, if you're like a, a, a motivational speaker, you've been hired to go to organizations and give speeches, you want to consume the same type of material. Okay. So that's exactly. really the takeaway. I mean, the overall idea today is there's no one right or wrong way to speak or write. It just depends on who you're talking to. So, so good. Right. Right, right, right. Love it. Okay, awesome. So guys, the first step to really getting this down is to figure out what we've just said on the show today, right? So go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. Get on the subscription list. You'll save 50% and you'll get this uh, transcripts delivered to you every Monday in your email inbox. Such a good deal. Such a good deal. Great. Okay, very cool. Michelle, thanks for tackling this topic with me today. And Takashi, thanks for your question. Very good question. All right. Awesome. I agree. Thanks, guys, for listening. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to All Ears English. And if you need a seven or higher on your IELTS exam to achieve your life vision, then our insider method can get you there. Start with our free video series masterclass. Get video one now at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then subscribe to our show on your phone or on your computer. See you next time.